Are you ever surprised and dismayed at the kind of explicit media being marketed to American teenagers? Nazanin Baghestani says in Iran, it's not any different. The Persian youth, the Iranian youth has no entertainment. They have nothing. They go into internet and the first thing is looking for porn. We should intercede for these youth, young men, young girls, because the magnitude of sin is horrible in Iran. Today you'll hear about a group of people who are doing something about that problem. Jesus never promised his followers an easy path. In fact, he told his disciples that the world would hate them. He sent them out as sheep among wolves. Jesus' words came true in the life of the apostles, and they're still coming true today in the lives of his followers around the world. Join host Todd Nettleton as we hear their inspiring stories and learn how we can help, right now on The Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network. Welcome to The Voice of the Martyrs Radio. We're on the road this week, and I have the special privilege of uh, interviewing Nazanin Baghestani, she works in a call center for one of our VOM partners, Mohabbat TV, talking to Iranians. As they see gospel broadcast, they call in. Sometimes they have questions. Sometimes they're mad. Just a lot of different things that happen. So, Nazanin, welcome to Voice of the Martyrs Radio. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be here and to talk to your audience and uh, people who follow with you. I enjoy my work. It's such a pleasure, you know, to be on call with the Persians every day and hear their powerful testimonies. Yes. And we're going to talk about some of those testimonies. What kind of what is the call center's role in the Mohabbat ministry, in, in the kind of the broader scope of, of what you're trying to do? I believe the call center is the engine of the ministry. It's where everything happens. It's where you see the result of what you're doing. Like you produce the program, it airs on the TV, and then when people call in, when they respond, then you know the result of all the hard work, of all the production you've done. Now you see people are watching, they're becoming saved. So call center is, is, uh, is the engine of the ministry, is a big role. And who are the people that are calling? Because I know you're, you're broadcasting by satellite. So obviously you're going into Iran, but you're also going into Europe. You're going into other parts of the world. Who, who are the callers? Well, majority is from Iran. Majority, like I would say 80%. Then we have from the diaspora, of course. We have a lot from Germany, uh, from England, and basically from Europe. And um, few from America. <laughs> <laughs> and are the majority of those callers they're curious, they're happy, they're mad, they're sad. What, what are they saying? Or, or is it just any, any caller could say anything? Well, um, we have all kinds, all kinds. But majority is prayer requests. People are in need. 
people, when they see a Christian TV, when they see hosts praying for people's needs, that's the first response. You know, they call in, my mom is so sick, she's in the hospital, she's dying, pray for me. I'm in financial distress, pray for me. My uh, son has gone to the army and he's having a hard time, pray for me. So the main purpose of people calling is to ask for prayer. And right there and then we pray. And after we prayed for them, we counseled them, we talked to them, and we present the gospel. And after that, we follow up with them, and we see if they still want to consider becoming Christian. If not, we pray for them again, and we call them again. We don't give up on them, you know, and we don't push them. They have to take their time because, you know, it's hard, you know, overnight to change their perspective and change, you know, what they have all those years they've been thinking now overnight change it. So they have a lot of questions. So it needs a lot of follow-up. What are the risks for them? I'm thinking particularly of people inside Iran. Obviously, this is an Islamic nation. It's an Islamic government. Is it dangerous for them even to pick up the phone and call you? Oh, it is. It is. It is very dangerous because the communication is in the government uh, control. Like every time a person calls outside the number, it's identified. And if they call a Christian channel or a political channel, you know, there's a lot of Farsi channels. Uh, so if they dial that number, they are identified and they receive a warning message after hunger. They receive a warning message from the government that you have called a Christian channel. And if you do that again, we will follow up with you and you have to come in and, you know, it, it, they threaten them. Yeah, it's very fearful. And so dead. literally someone calls you guys, they talk, maybe they have a prayer request, you pray, pray with them, they hang up the phone, the phone rings immediately, and it's the government saying, hey, we know you just called a Christian channel. Exactly. Wow. Exactly, yeah. And see how much courage it takes for one person to call. So that's why believers usually do not call us. So majority of our calls are new ones, Muslims calling us, you know, because they have watched the channel maybe for the first time, or they've been watching for three, four months and finally get to call. Uh, so majority are new callers, you know. What percentage of, and I'm thinking especially of Muslims, because we hear so many stories of, you know, dreams and visions and miraculous things happening. What percentage of the callers who are Muslims would say, you know, something's happened. I've had this dream. Help me understand what's going on. Yes, uh, I would say like 70% have wow. had visions, you know. The, they, they dream about Mary. They dream about Jesus. They dream about their prayers being answered. They, you know, I had a call just last week, and this guy 
He said that I was just in my daily work, doing my work, doing my business. And then in my heart, I knew, I knew, I just was sure that there is someone, that there is Jesus standing next to me and is with me. I just knew it, but I could not touch. I could not feel. I could, like with the five senses, I could not see. I could not smell. But I knew in my heart that Jesus was next to me. He had that experience for a moment, and that stayed with him for a while. It stayed with him, and um, he didn't know anything about Christian Channel. And months later, he was a guest in someone's house, and they were watching Mahabhat, and he was shocked. He said, this is the Jesus that was standing next to me. And he called us, and he prayed to receive Christ, and he was so excited just last week. So this is so fresh. So yes, they see visions. like. Weird ones, you know, like I heard it for the first time. I never heard, you know, even a believer, you know, just feeling that. But, you know, Jesus is so wonderful. He just meets people where they need it. It it seems to me that you guys have the amazing privilege of kind of following after what God's already doing and just collecting the fruit from what he's already doing. Yes, yes. He's he Jesus has done everything. He already did it 2,000 years ago, and he is doing it, especially for the Persians, because they're so hard. They're so fanatic. They're so strong-willed and hard-minded that it needs Jesus to break that hard flesh. Yes, yes. Tell me some stories of women, particularly, because I know we think of in the Islamic world women having less status, being kind of uh, oppressed or seen as less than a man. Jesus didn't see them that way. He doesn't see them that way. How are women responding to the gospel in Iran? Well, as you said, women are so depressed and oppressed. So they are the majority of her callers. When they call, they're in tears and they want result. And a lot of women do fortune telling in Iran. They go to fortune tellers and mostly they think we are fortune tellers when they call at first, you know, and they ask us to tell the fortune, tell the future, you know, tell if their husband is cheating on them. I'm like, we cannot, we will not. We encourage them. We preach the gospel to them. And I've had ladies who call us and say, after 50 years, first time, I'm feeling happiness. I'm feeling joy because of Jesus. And all this time, last time I felt joy was when I was a teenager, you know? And ever since, like, she says that, you know, women are so busy with marital and family stuff that even Islam is not what they're looking for. Like, even if they have no time to do their namaz, they have no time to read the Quran, they don't give time to other stuff because they have been so pressured to do their family, to help their family. So once they sit and watch a, a Christian channel, it's like fresh water. 
you know it's so refreshing for that and and we, we yes we get a lot of calls from women and usually they call early in the morning when the husbands go to work they find the time to call us yes and we have a woman tv program that's very effective why do you think that that iranians persians in particular are are so hungry for the gospel it seems like god is just moving amazingly in iran in the persian world is that just something he's doing at this particular time or are there there reasons for that or uh, things in the particular iranian culture in their hearts that are really crying out for god well i think it's first god you know god has touched them jesus is really moving in this country and he has a purpose for a country for that region first is god and secondly you know everyone needs god but they fill it with other stuff but the persians they cannot fill it with anything there's nothing to fill it up they don't have entertainment alcohol is so illegal all the prisons are filled with addictive people even islam doesn't fill them of course so they are looking for truth and there is a lot of new stuff popping up in iran you know yogas meditations you know there are different things that people are looking for to fill the void but once they experience jesus and you know persians talk a lot <laughs> i would say a gossip you know so when they gather together you know persians have their dinner at 10 and then they sit with people family neighbor guests and friends and they talk till 3 4 in the morning wow. so that's where they talk about jesus to each other one person experiences jesus they're bold. They will go and tell the neighbor, you know, I experienced the Lord. He filled that void. He made me happy. Uh, he answered my prayer. And this is the channel I've been watching. I've called them. There you go. The word is spread. It's enough for one person to say it, and everyone will hear. Uh, there might be a lesson there for American Christians. If God's done something for you, who are you telling? Who, who are you exactly. spreading the word to? That, you know, like you say, that makes it easy for the gospel to spread. You say, hey, my prayer was answered. I was watching this television program. I called them. They were nice people. They talked to me. Do you get negative calls? Do you get threats or Muslims who want to argue theology with you? And, and how do you respond to those? Oh, yes. We, we have chat that we get chats from Iran from our website. They can just log into our website and chat with us live. So yes, we get a lot of chats and calls, yes, but calls because it's more expensive, I would say. Chat is free. For hours, they will argue with us about Islam and, you know, you're doing going the wrong way. What's wrong with you? How come you left the perfect religion on earth, you know? That's the first thing they would say. And second, they would argue why we make a man God. That's the second big argument. So yes, and uh, fortunately, all of our counselors, we are well educated in uh, Islam and we can answer their arguments. What about threats? Do, do they, 
are there threats? Are there, hey, we we know where you live, we're coming for you? Is that? Yeah, but threats is it's on the phone. It's not, you know, legit. So, <laughs> like, okay, you can you cannot scare me. So we do have threats. We do have threats, and we do have, especially to the host. And that's mainly like we get it through social media, and they make um, funny videos and mock us, you know, on the social media. Yeah, we have different stuff. We've been in this field for about 10 years, so we experience. We get all kinds of calls, harassments, cusses, and you name it, we got it. Are there some, some of those people who have called angry that have eventually come around and said, hey, these people are telling the truth, Jesus is real? Yes, yes. And in fact, uh, let me tell you, I think last year, it was last year that one of our callers, we discipled him. He would call us and we discipled him and he came to Christ. And one, one day, uh, the authorities just barged into this house his house. He was, I think, uh, a neighbor or a friend just uh, reported him. So they came to his house to confiscate his Bible and take him to prison. And when they came to his house, we called from Mahabad. We called to follow up. And this authority, this uh, guy, you know, who came to arrest him, he picked up a phone and he started cussing and he started, how dare you, you have made this man a good man, uh, a pastor, he's an unbeliever, he's going to hell. And so we did talk to this guy and we said, you can call us anytime, we will pray for you. And he did call us. And he, the, the, the officer, he called us. And after, like, I, I think it, it took weeks, you know, for us to talk to him, disciple him, and uh, pray for him, he became Christian. The wow. officer, the officer became Christian. It was so powerful. We were all touched, you know? It was unbelievable. We couldn't believe it. I'm like, it is the work of Jesus. God is faithful. We are talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Nazanin Bagastani. She works in a call center for Mohabat TV, one of our VOM partners, answering phone calls from Iran and from Iranians in other nations. Uh, like we've talked about, some of them are good phone calls. They're happy. They want to talk about Jesus. Some of them are not so good phone calls. They want to say mean, nasty things and tell her how wrong she is. Nazanin, one of the projects that uh, Mohabat has been involved in and Voice of the Martyrs partnered in was a delivery of digital Bibles into Iran and allowing Iranians to access the Bible digitally. What were some of the calls that came in about those? And some I know called, hey, I want one of those Bibles, but then some called after they had the Bible. They had questions or they wanted to know more. Tell us a little bit about that project and about what the results were as far as phone calls. Yeah, the interesting part with that was it was only for a few weeks, unfortunately. <laughs> and uh, the, these pop-up ads would uh, ask people to download the free gospel. And the best part was 90% had never heard about Jesus. 
Wow. 90% of those people who download the Bible, who came online to chat with us or call us, most of them had no clue of, about Christianity, first time hearing the gospel, first time reading the gospel. It was amazing. We had, we had like more than 3,000 in few weeks. Wow. We had more than 3,000 responses and about 250, if I'm not wrong with numbers, came to Christ, accepted Christ and the rest. We are being still following with them, sending them emails, sending them materials to read more, study more, answering the questions. And it, it's been phenomenal. And we're going to do that again. This is a great project. You know, Voice of the Martyrs, obviously one of our passions is to get Bibles into places where they're not available or where they're very difficult to get. Iran obviously qualifies as one of those. A lot of people will talk about the bad stuff of technology. Yes, you can use technology for bad. This is a great use of technology, getting the Bible in, uh, allowing people, and like you say, people who've never heard, people who've never had a Bible, they've never had contact with Christians, allowing them to have a Bible. Nazanin, what do American Christians need to understand about talking to Muslims about faith in Christ? You do it all day long in a call center. How can you advise us as Americans when we have a Muslim coworker or classmate or friend to kind of help guide the conversation towards Jesus? Well, to approach a Muslim the first thing is to show love, just to love on them. Sometimes we go on with judgment, you know, sometimes we approach them with arguments. No, we should not start teaching. We should not start preaching, just loving them, just accepting who they are as they are and just loving them. That's the first key. And that's the, the most attractive point that you can attract a Muslim. In Iran, if a Muslim comes to Christ, they always say, the first thing that attracted me to this person or to their religion is how loving they are, how kind they are. So as Americans, the first thing that they have to see in us is our passion, our love for them. And then when they allow us, start talking yeah. and preaching. Well, and the thing that's encouraging to me about that is to show love, I don't have to know anything about the Quran. I don't have to know anything about Islam. Yeah. I just have to know how to drink tea and talk and fellowship and laugh together. Yeah. It's, it's a low bar of entry point. Exactly. You know, you don't have to be educated. Americans go to Muslim seminars to learn, you know, logic and theology. You know, it's simple. Like the Samaritan woman just went to the village and said, it, it, he loved me. I've been with six men, but he loved me. It's love that preaches. That's great advice. Nazanin, as we finish up today, I want, us, I want to equip our VOM radio listeners to pray for Iran. Can you share some specific ways and needs that we can pray about as it relates to the nation of Iran? I think first we need to pray for the Holy Spirit to touch their hearts. We cannot get through to people, but the Holy Spirit can. 
the first thing we need to pray for the Holy Spirit, intercede for the Persians, intercede for the families, intercede for the youth. The Persian youth, the Iranian youth has no entertainment. They have nothing. They go into internet and the first thing is looking for porn. So unfortunately, we should intercede for these youth, young men, young girls, because the sin, the magnitude of sin is horrible in Iran. We should pray. And second, we should pray for more laborers. We should pray for courage. You know, there's a lot of Christians in Iran, but they're quiet. They're scared. We should pray for courage, for boldness, for the Holy Spirit to empower them that they will be witnesses. We should pray for finances, for the ministries to be financially able to go out, to send Bible, to uh, make more programs, to reach out. So I think these three uh, areas is critical. When it comes to your particular ministry and the workers for you in the call center answering these phone calls, what's, what's the hardest part or what's the biggest challenge for you guys? The most need I, we have is people to answer calls round the clock. People come and go. They help us. Uh, so we need um, um, people to be patient with callers, be loving with callers, and for our system to work. Because our system is perfect. But once it goes to Iran, once the call you know, goes to Iran, the Iran government just blocks everything. So we have a hard time calling people, chatting with people. The internet is slow. You know, the bandwidth is slow. Every, so these two are a big challenge. Our communication inside the country. And we already have a solid team, but there are few. We need more getting involved. And I think just praying for grace for every phone call, and I'm sure you guys do this too, just when you pick up the phone, you don't know if it's somebody who's going to yell at you, cuss at you, somebody who's hungry for the gospel, God's already worked, and they're ready to come to faith. Uh, Just every call is, Lord, I need your guidance and your grace for this phone call, this conversation. Yes, yes. And we do have that patience. You know, most of us do have that patience and that endurance and that wisdom and love to talk with them. And those who don't have, they don't survive, (laughs) you know. (laughs) They leave. That's why we need, you know, people who have that heart to stay and stick to it. I want to encourage our listeners to pray, especially for the nation of Iran, but pray for Nazanin and her staff as they're picking up those phone calls, answering calls, leading people to Christ, sometimes uh, defending the faith to angry people. I just want to encourage you to pray and lift up their ministry. Again, you can partner with the Voice of the Martyrs, particularly on that digital Bible project. Uh, She talked about the fact that it has now been tested. It's been proven to work. So they're going to do some more in the coming year. We can't talk about all the details of that for security reasons. Nazanin, thank you for being our guest today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio. Thank you. I enjoyed it.
That's Nazanin Bagastani. She works in the call center at Mohabbat TV, one of our VOM partners and a ministry that broadcasts and streams the gospel into restricted countries in the Middle East. We just mentioned the Digital Bible Project, and you can get more information about how VOM is delivering Bibles into hostile and restricted nations at our website, vomradio.net. Mouse over the Donate at the top of the page, and then click on Bibles to Captive Nations. You'll see how you can help deliver Bibles into hostile and restricted nations. You can be involved in helping VOM deliver Bibles to people who desperately need God's Word. Some of those Bibles are printed, some are audio Bibles, some are children's Bibles, and some are digital Bibles that can be shared phone-to-phone or by email, even in places where owning a Bible can lead to arrest. Again, that website's vomradio.net. Then find Bibles to Captive Nations under the Donate tab at the top of the page. You know, the classic American dream says, get a job, work hard until you retire, and then take it easy the rest of your life. But God had much different plans for Bob and Casey. Next week on VOM Radio, we're going to hear how they retired from one job, but then began a second career, devoting themselves to spreading the gospel in the Muslim world. Perhaps God has a plan like that for you, too. Come back and hear their story next week right here on The Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network.